Welcome to the Manx Theatre Podcast. Hello and welcome back to episode 36 of the Manx Theatre Podcast with me, Neil Callan. Thank you to everyone who's listened to our previous episodes. If you're brand new to the podcast, welcome along and thanks for joining us. In this podcast, we like to try and keep up to date with what's going on in theatre on the Isle of Man and to chat to the cast and creatives of upcoming shows to find out a little bit more about the shows and the people behind them, and what the Manx-born bred performers are doing further afield. Coming up on this week's podcast... I'm joined by three members of the cast of Three Legs Productions' upcoming production of Once, which is playing at the Gaiety Theatre from the 31st of August to the 3rd of September. You can still listen to all of our previous episodes through all the usual podcast outlets and at manxradio.com forward slash podcasts. Whilst you're there, make sure to give us a like and subscribe. Follow whatever it is you need to do to make sure that you never miss an episode. In the last episode, I mentioned that Ben Caron, who is currently performing in Heather's The Musical at the Other Place Theatre off London's West End, was now performing as first cover for the lead role of Jason J.D. Dean. Well, no less than two days after the episode had dropped, then Ben announced that he'd be taking over the role of J.D. full-time. So that's another Manxie in a West End lead role. Well done, Ben. Speaking of Manxie's doing well, following the enormous popularity of Heartstopper on Netflix, Joe Locke, along with his castmate William Gow, will both be appearing as part of the cast of new play The Trials by Dawn King. Set in the near future, the play revolves around a trial where children jurors judge the older generation's contributions to the climate crisis. The Trials runs at the Donmar Warehouse from the 12th to the 27th of August. Former member of Manx Ops and the DCU, John Young, is also making some waves as he joins National Theatre as staff director on their production of new play, Kerry Jackson. The play sees Faye Ripley, of Cold Feet fame, in the title role as the owner of El Baru, the newest tapas restaurant in a fashionable Walthamstow village. Wearing her working-class roots as a badge of honour, Kerry navigates the local characters in a bid to make her business a success without losing herself in the process. Another former DCU member, and now professional performer and choreographer, Matt Overfield, will be going into the brand new UK production of Mrs Doubtfire. It starts in Manchester for a month in September for a trial run, before moving into the West End next year. Elsewhere in the West End, there are changes afoot, with several shows announcing cast changes towards the end of August. Unfortunately for me, that sees Ollie Dobson leaving the role of Marty McFly in Back to the Future the Musical, just seven days before I get to see it. There have also been a few announcements about shows closing. Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella closed recently with a fairly short notice, with some cast members unfortunately only finding out through social media. However, it has been announced that Dear Evan Hansen will be coming to an end on both Broadway and in the West End later this year, and Come From Away will be closing in the West End in January next year. Make sure you keep up to date with what's going on between episodes by following Manx Theatre Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram, and at Manx Theatre Pod on Twitter. Okay, down to business. I'm joined the podcast today by Grania Jockin, Chloe Woolley and Laura Corkle from the cast of Once. Grania, Chloe and Laura, welcome to the Manx Theatre Podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks to my... Ladies, welcome along. Um, so, you're here today to talk to us about Once the Musical. Can you give us a little bit of an overview of the story of Once for those who don't know anything about it? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of classic guy meets girl in a way, in, in one part, uh, a love story uh, where two people meet who have never met before um, and kind of immediately, re- immediately really form a bond, don't they? Yeah, and it's not just with each other; it's their mutual kind of love for music. But unlike 
quite a lot of musicals. It's not kind of your classic love story in that, well, I don't want to give away too much, but it's not really the kind of happily ever after, let's just say. But it's also uh, a coming together of culture as well. You know, it's very much about the music in this show. And if anybody knows anything about Once, the actors on stage are also the musicians you know there's no pit orchestra in this show all of the actors are on stage acting singing dancing and playing brilliant (laughs) so uh, the challenge is right there in front of us so we've fully embraced that i think (laughs) so every member of the cast then is is playing their own instruments every single member there's no hiding no hiding. No. It's not necessarily instruments we can actually play before <laughs> we started this journey. So the, honestly, yeah. Yeah, the challenge, it has been a, a massive journey for us even up until this point in that I guess it's hard to cast, you know, a character who is right for the part, but then who can also play that certain instrument who, you know, has the right connection with the other characters so it's been a juggle to say the least what do you reckon Laura? Yeah I completely agree you know we've all had to kind of shuffle ourselves into new instruments or like play the instruments that we're used to playing and shuffle ourselves into roles and accents that we've never done before and it's definitely been a learning curve, I think. Yeah, because it's it's set in Dublin, isn't it? But yes, so it's set in Dublin. Girl is Czech, right? Yeah, she's she's immigrated, um, and she's a Czech girl. Um, so that's been a journey for us, you know, learning the Czech accent and and the culture as well. The music, some of the pieces are, you know, kind of that mm. kind of classic. And the language, the language as well. Yeah, right. so it's been yeah. It's so been... was there some of the Czech language in it as well? Uh, a little, yeah, 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 and some of the songs and yeah. There's phrases in there, aren't there, that we've had to get our teeth around. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of C's and Z's and things. And, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then there's the Irish accents as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's not just Dublin, there's Cork. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's really hard. I suppose when, you, when you're next to someone who's like in, a, in a, a good thick Irish accent, then to try and get your own Czech accent, go, what's oh. my accent? I it can't tell you how hard that is to not then take on their accent as well you're trying to concentrate your own and they're like god damn it (laughs) (laughs) well if you were to cast your mind back many years ago when we did laughter on the 23rd floor and jim played the character brian who was irish yeah and he had this really thick irish accent and we're all there trying to do our new york jewish accents and then he'd speak and we were going well now oh hang on uh, uh no <laughs> i've so just followed him into his irish to imitate the person that you're yeah. with and to kind of hold your own in that in that respect yeah. we're getting there we are <laughs> so you're acting opposite lorcan in the lead role is that i right? am indeed yes. yeah very lucky to be playing opposite lorcan he's a, he's great isn't he he's, ve- he's a very a very giving performer Oh, he's just fabulous. He just exudes energy and he's so dedicated and he's so committed and so fabulous at what he does as well. I mean, I know everybody who's listening to this has probably seen him on stage at one point or another. And um, it's just, I, I feel really lucky and really blessed to have kind of been given this opportunity to work with him. Fantastic. Chloe, about yourself. How, which which instruments have you been uh, well, getting out of the dusty drawer? Well, this has gotten well a brand new instrument for me. I actually play the fiddle, and then I think I auditioned on the fiddle and told the team that I could play piano, mm-hmm. uh, and they said, "Well, how about could you learn the accordion?" <laughs> so I was just well, like a piano. You just have to <laughs> I'll give it a go. Why not? So yeah. I borrowed just a portable a piano. piano. Accordion. <laughs> <It's> on its <laughs> <side>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so um, yes, I've learned the basics of how to play a small piano accordion. 
Brilliant. And luckily, Grania's husband is a professional accordion player. Yes. So he's given me lots of tips. I'm a bit embarrassed about him letting him hear me, but <laughs> <laughs> he's been very kind with his time. So I've bought myself an accordion now. So I think I might keep it, keep keep it going. going. Yeah, yeah, why not? Absolutely. I suppose when you when you get people that are multi instrumentalists, multi instrumentalists. That's the one. I think that's the word. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. People that play lots of instruments. Mm-hmm. That's probably the, the the safest one, isn't it? Then they, t- they tend to sort of be able to pick up other instruments quite easily. Is that? Is yeah. That but then they make you dance and sing and act at the same time. So uh, <laughs> see how you feel. <laughs> yes. so I can't play a thing, so I'd be oh. I'd be lost. <laughs> Well, it's, no, we've got um, Steve Dakin and David Kilgallen are our MDs. Oh, and fantastic. That really does help, doesn't it? It does. And you know what? They're such a great coming together of two quite different styles. Mm. And, and so you've got this kind of whole trad Czech style, um, which obviously Dave Kilgallen is mm. like a, a total ambassador for traditional music over here. Yes. And then you've got the fabulousness of Steve, who's just so experienced, a total wealth of kind of like helping you to get it right. Um, that I think that that's been like a really kind of good relationship perfect now going back a few years i mean i've known i've known you growing for, for, for quite a long time and we go all the way back to the peel pantaloons so i mean for, for you i mean you've you've it's probably been a while since you've been on stage I and mean, you you did you were involved with the peel pantaloons and then the max society for a few years but it's been a while since since you've been back how, how does it feel getting back on stage again after all this time do you know Neil I was so unsure about yeah. auditioning for this part I really was and I think it was maybe two days before the audition wasn't it and I thought oh should I shouldn't I it's such a big commitment I mean you haven't done it before you know yourself yeah pre having kids how much oh. of a kind of a massive commitment that it can be and I, yeah. I just really wasn't unsure anyway a couple of people Sarah Holland for example was like go on please just go for it so I did and you know what I'm so glad that I did because I'm just having the best time and we've met all this like these new guys as well making new friends and the whole journey so far has been absolutely to die for it's just been brilliant hasn't it yeah Yeah. well Laura's part of the uh, DCU royalty Mm. the the corkles the the legacy yeah (laughs) they you you cut the corkles in half and you write says Douglas Coral Union down the middle (laughs) you, you must have been performing with the DCU since you could stand and speak really yeah I I kind of I I I can't remember the first show that I did, but it was definitely yeah. since a little kid. Well, even before like doing the shows, you'd always be coming along to rehearsals. You know, it's the best way to get some free babysitting is to bring your kids along to oh, gotcha, the rehearsals. Yeah. So, but yeah, we've been doing it for years, and it's it's great. Like even when we've not been doing shows, we help backstage, or even if we're not any sort of involvement, the after show parties are always at our house. Yeah, oh, and yeah. so there's always fish finger sandwiches on the go. Fish and, finger sandwiches you know. are the best thing about two o'clock in the morning, just after a get out. You can always rely on Karen for the fish finger sandwich. I look always forward to that. Am- yeah. <laughs> there is always an amazing spread. It is it is fantastic. Yards of pasty. Just and we always end up jobs. singing around the piano as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I think um, the neighbours definitely didn't know what they were getting in for when yeah. we started having the parties around ours. But no, they are, they are good. They're good fun. Brilliant. I mean, that's it. I mean, most people who've been involved with the DC will have seen you and, and your sister growing up behind, around the society. So it's... It's great to see you involved again. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. nice to be back. <laughs> so, Chloe, how, how did you get involved? Have you been involved? I think you're fairly new, aren't you? To I'm brand theater. new. Brand new. Oh. <laughs> to all of One us. of a kind. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, my daughter, a couple of years ago, she started auditioning for shows. So she's been eight or nine. 
and she went for DCU, The Sound of Music. Right, okay, yeah. So, and you know, as a chaperone backstage, you start, like, just absorbing it all and finding out how it all works and everything and getting to know people yeah. from DCU. And then when they did Shrek, so Crystal and Granny's daughter, Luena, they shared the role of um, young Fiona. Right. And it was great to meet even more people in the shows and see how it all works. And then, yeah, just kind of got a bit hooked, really. Yeah. And then once <laughs> came along and it's kind of like your yes. bag. Yes. Well, I've always loved seeing the shows that have yeah. been put on at Gaiety and being always like amazed at the quality. And, yeah, okay, I do like to support um, the various companies that put on the shows and really appreciate what a lot of hard work goes yes. into it. Yes. So, um, but Sarah contacted me because my job is um, Manx Music Development Officer for Culture Vannon. Uh-huh. So I've worked with a lot of traditional musicians on a daily basis. So Sarah Holland had approached me and said, oh, can you help us source some traditional musicians who might want to audition? And I said, yeah, that's fine. I tried to push lots of people in that direction, like Jack McLean, because yeah. young Jack's brilliant musician, multi-instrumentalist. And then kind of ended up being in the audition. <laughs> Sarah Holland's got a lot to answer for, really. She's very she? persuasive. <laughs> Listen here, Sarah. Yeah. That was not part of the plan. She, she has bullied lots of people into lots of shows over the yeah. years. Quite right, And, too. We all thank and you I'm, well. we're very thankful for that. We yes. are. She's, very, she's inspirational. She and is. David. Well, I knew David from Shrek as well, but both of them. Yeah. He was brilliant director of Fabulous. Shrek. So I knew that it was a really good team behind it. But I didn't actually audition for the part of Grania's mother. (laughs) (laughs) Check grandmother, Boruska. Neil, best thing ever. Yes. (laughs) Wasn't the part I had in mind, but that's fine. They could make um, Grania look younger, so that's fine. (laughs) It's okay, Mama. (laughs) You're listening to the Manx Theatre Podcast with Neil Cullen. So actually, you know, looking at the cast list, there's there's quite a few. Do you know, it's a real mix, isn't it? Actually, it's a isn't real it mix. Just? Of, it's not your kind of, of usual uh, of regulars, newbies, people who've been in, involved before and haven't been for a long time. So I mean, it's great to see because obviously we've got Lork and, and yourself as guy and girl. I'm assuming that we don't get into know anything other than they're just names are guy and girl. You don't because it's not important. Oh. Like, their story is more important than their backstory. So, oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> so Neil King, the Max Podcast's very own Neil King, is Guy's best mate. That's Billy? right, Billy. He's a he's a funny he's a funny character, Billy. Yeah. It's Brilliant. a good part. Um, the show is funny. Yeah, you know. So, and some of these characters are kind of larger than life, both the Czech characters and the Irish characters. Yeah. and Billy is uh, is particularly funny. And you get them in a pub together, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And wait till yeah. you see Jeff Jepson. Oh gosh, because oh, oh. he's well known on the band circuit and singer songwriter, yeah. very well established over here. He's a different person in the show, isn't he? And this is a first for him, right? Yeah. Jeff has not done a musical before, and he is fully embracing that. <laughs> singing, dancing, acting. You know, He's just you know, an absolute star. Singing. It's funny when you get musicians coming into shows, and sometimes once they put them onto that stage with, without their instrument, they become a very different, very shy kind of person. I've seen it in John Barlow, in David Holland himself, mm-hmm. being up on stage, and they're a bit awkward and a bit strange but well, you, know, you put in, them in a position where they then have their instrument in their hands and they are 
rock gods and yeah completely different person again it's it's amazing and yet you can see when uh you know we're doing a, say a choreo night and uh they're kind of teaching us some dancing yeah. you, you've got a couple of these guys i mean they're out gigging every weekend they're they're hot you know hot on what they do <laughs> we're trying to teach we're all trying to learn these dance moves and it's so funny yeah how can these musicians not feel the beat come on people <laughs> there's a beat there it just makes it all more enjoyable really yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. so so um jeff jepson and he's playing is it svek svek yeah marvelous yeah we have jack mclean as andre so yeah jack's new to the scene yeah. um i know he was he starred in uh, school of rock I right. believe, at qe2, at QE2 uh-huh. and that's really kind of his first time treading the boards right but he uh absolutely blew us away at the audition i think he had everybody rolling around on the floor laughing yeah didn't he and he's a fab uh, but, uh, accordionist as well um but in this what's he what's he playing but he's a multi-instrumentalist as yeah. well um and uh, uh, but, and, and quite young is what jack's 19 uh, 19 mm, um so soon. yeah so. and kira um kilgallen who's david's wife yes she plays reza 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 and plays the fiddle and she's great, isn't she? Fabulous. Um, yeah. yeah. And she's had a big break from being on stage because um, I think she did it when she was young and um, has loved getting back into it. Yeah. So it's a solid cast, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And so you're playing, Chloe, then you're playing Grania's mum, Boruska. Yes. Boruska. <laughs> Boruska. <laughs> and then we've got Chris Mabry's Da. Oh, me yeah. Do you know, um, I, I don't know Chris that well and um, we're in the audition and then we were like, turned up to rehearsals i actually thought he was irish yeah i didn't realize he wasn't irish because his accent's so good yeah. but he's he's really stepped up to the part hasn't he yes. and i think he said that i mean he plays guitar but like you said before picking up new instruments he was playing mandolin for the first time yes. as well yeah. so yeah. it's just, it's been interesting we, yeah. we talked about that a couple of months ago when he came on uh the, the episode for um in drama's production of the witches that they did that was good uh we've got oh the uh the Famous Johnny G as Eamon. Oh, we've had some fun, haven't we? <laughs> yes. Some rehearsals. He's showing us all his tricks when he stands up on his bass. <laughs> Laura, at one point, you were up on the bass, I think. Yeah, honestly, it's not just instruments we're learning. I'm, I'm getting all this, like... Yeah. <laughs> Johnny G was in a band that played my wedding reception and tell you what, it was, it was the most amazing party that we ever had. But at one point, Johnny G was playing, was up standing on the bass, playing on the bass, whilst the bass was on top of a table. Well, I don't well, want to spoil training. anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a trick that could be coming out. I'm waiting to see him on top of the bar. <laughs> oh, that's a point. So, yeah, this is an interesting about point, actually. So this is a first, right, for the gaiety. I believe so, yeah. Uh, a bit of a more immersive, interactive experience, um, whereby you're going to be able to, if you get the right seats mm, enjoy a bit of a drink inside the gaiety down at the front there um and a bit of a come and hang out with the gang mm-hmm. up on stage while the tunes are playing at half time yeah. so we'd like to hope that it's going to be a little bit different really from your average uh well i don't want to say average because none of them are average they're all mm. fabulous yes. but you know a little bit of a different and a more immersive experience for yeah. for the audience so we've got um mary malloy and susan um coin who are well they basically run the o'donnell's Irish trad sessions. Right. Um, so they'll be up on stage, won't they? And they yeah, so it's proper 
authentic experience. Excellent. Unfortunately, I'm on holiday when the show is on, so I'm going to miss it. So oh. I'm not going to be able to get to go and, and sit up on stage and have a beer. Right, that's it. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have a now. <laughs> so also in the cast then, I think we've nearly got everyone, but we... Oh, Laura, you're playing MC. Yes. Okay. Um, we've got another DCU stalwart in Kelly Firth, mm-hmm. playing the ex-girlfriend. And we have Adrian Cowan playing the bank manager. Indeed. Mm. So it's that's not a name I recognise. Is he is he new as well? Adrian, I met during Annie. Yeah, actually, uh, DCU's production of Annie. Uh, that was the first time I came across Adrian, and I believe that he's quite new to the scene as well. But he's thoroughly hooked now. Yes, he, he's only been doing the shows for a couple of years. Yeah, uh, but go. In Greece he's jumping well. from one to the next now. Well, he's absolutely <laughs> loving it. That's just the nature. Yeah, I mean, that's it. When, when you're young and you get that that, that passion, and, and especially now as well, there are so many shows, and you can just jump from show to show to show to show to show. And, and Hang on, hang on. I'm sure you won't mind me saying this. Adrian's not that young. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Adrian. He's older, he's older than Boris Scott. Yeah. <laughs> young okay. in spirit. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Aren't we all? <laughs> But yeah, no. Once once you first get that bite, there's there's so many shows to, to go from. It's so easy just to, to go from one to the other. I mean, but I'm that a... says a lot for the local mm. um, societies, right? Yeah. That yeah. They're so welcoming and make it such a, a fun experience that you want to do it again. That yeah. can only be a good thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Definitely. there are plays of things as well as so you can jump from musical to play and back again so very easily. And then there's pantomimes to start the end. And you never used to be able to do that so much, right? No. Um, yeah, back I'm... in the day, yeah. you were you were kind of in operatics. Yeah. You were and film- that was it. Yeah. You, you were know. filming Manx Ops or DC. Yeah, when, and, and there no wasn't really that crossover. I no. don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, there wasn't that crossover um, no. then that there is now, and mm. I think it's fabulous. Yeah, you know? I, I think, think maybe maybe one thing. or two kind of switched backwards and forwards, but that was kind of like it was almost frowned upon as well. It was like Ooh, you, you had to be, be loyal to society. Yeah. yeah, but now it's it's so fluid that it's it's fantastic. You mean you never know what cast you, you're going to get, and I think. In a way, it probably makes it a bit more of a difficult job for the committees when they're, when they're choosing the shows because before they could look at their membership and go, right, we've got a strong group of tappers and this and that, so we mm. can do, mm. right, we're going to want these guys and these girls so we can put this show on and let's cast that show and, and we'll go from there. Whereas now I think they kind of think, well, this one is available. If we do this, we'll probably get the people to come in to do it and the, I guess they just have to take the finger in the air and, ho- and hope for the best really yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah. well three legs production who are putting this show on they're also doing moana yes so um Grano and i's daughters are in that as well so ah, get me out. two or three times a week and then on a sunday <laughs> all a sunday our kids are doing moana with and then of course sarah and david and oh. jude and lisa they're all i mean hats off to them get home oh gosh do they ever sleep i don't think Probably so not. See, now that you're all hooked into it, it'd be so nice then to get on stage with your kids. Well, now you see, I yeah. mentioned this to Luana. Uh, did you want to come to once? Because there's a part of the daughter uh, and they kindly offered it to her. And I said, Luana, do you want to play this part? She was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to play a part with you. I was like, all right. Okay, thanks very much. <laughs> oh, rude. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to, to, to the day when Emma and I can both be in, in a show together again at the same time yes. and have Amber there as well oh. and maybe even Daniel who knows and then you oh. won't feel so guilty going out every night for rehearsals yeah, oh. <laughs> yes. yeah there were tears tonight because I was going out oh. I do bedtime every other night but tonight no <laughs> tears oh. and that was just Emma <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay 
Tell you what, let's have a quick look at some of the questions that we, we tend to ask sure. a lot of the time. There's no <clears> point <throat> asking what the first role is, because for some of you, this is it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would be your dream role? What's the, the one part that you would absolutely love to play? I had this conversation recently with somebody, um, and I can't remember why we were talking about it, but I really want to play the part of Mary Poppins. Mm. I just think as a child growing up with Mary Poppins, she was just, it was just, I just was one of those films I watched over and over and over again. And I don't know, it's just, it's just a part that I just think would be so fun to play. And uh, yeah, I think she would be awesome. Brilliant. Laura? Mm. I think as cheesy as it is, Go on. I would love to play Donna in Mamma Mia. Because ah. who doesn't want to jump around in a pair of dungarees and sing ABBA songs? Like, <laughs> and it's then, the dream. And right? then, a, then a big flashy cat suit at the end? Winner, winner. Yeah. Honestly, dream <laughs> role, yeah. Chloe, have you got a dream role? Well, I'm not so familiar with all the modern day musicals, but I would probably go for a classic one and probably say Nancy from Oliver. Good choice. Because the songs are beautiful and she's such a strong... She's a good, strong character, yeah. Brilliant. Okay, we've all been in shows over the years with varying budgets, which has meant that the costumes have been better in some shows than others. What are possibly the best and worst costumes that you've ever worn? Laura, do you want to go first? I can answer both parts of this in the same answer. Do you know, (laughs) it it happens quite a lot. Yeah, my best and worst costume has got to be Ariel having to wear a pair of Heelys on stage because (laughs) the rehearsals were so much fun, wheeling around, you know, no cares, just whatever, but... The amount of times you fell over and every time you sort of wheeled on stage, we had these big puffy skirts that were meant to look like tails. And the whole time you're trying to think of like, oh, I've got lines and I've got a song and thinking, please don't deck it. Please don't roll off the stage into the pit. Then you get to the gaiety and you add in a rake as well. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Don't pay attention and you're just on a very quick downhill slope. (laughs) But no, it was good fun. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing how many times actually the, the, the... the best and the worst costume is actually the same one. I mean, we had uh, Ian and uh, the guys come on from Shrek, and uh, they were saying that you know, whilst the actual costume of Shrek looks amazing and it's brilliant, it is so hot. Oh, the and sweat horrible. coming off Ian, I tell you. Yeah, but Dave Artis said the same thing about about Phantom. He said it was the costume was 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 amazing, but you know, he sat there for two and a half three hours in makeup, and he's got this this bald cap on. And it doesn't stop you from sweating underneath. It just all kind of catches. Oh, yeah, oh, it cools it all. Yeah. Yum, yum. Yeah. Mm. Nervous. Grania? Ah, gosh. We had some interesting um, costumes in the peel pantaloons, didn't we? Some interesting <laughs> costumes for sure. But I'm going to go back even further, actually, and Ooh. say uh, from a school production in St. John's Primary, uh, I was a, quite a little dot of a thing as a child. And I was playing the caterpillar in the school production of the Ugly Bug Ball. Oh. <laughs> and anyway, they brought this um, this like colourful jumper along for me to wear for this uh, for this production, and I was I was far too big, so they ended up they cut the sleeve off the jumper and made me wear the sleeve as a dress. And I'm in like year five at primary in the sleeve <laughs> of a jumper, just thinking this is the most horrendous cute. thing ever. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what about the best costume? Oh gosh, um, I go. Do we have to stay on stage for this, or can no. I nip over to the screen? You can nip to the screen. Oh, thank you. Um, I was in a film playing Benita Winston, and in a film called Risen, 
uh, which is uh, set in Wales in the valleys, uh, set in the 60s. Oh. And I played the part of the boxer, the lead character, uh, Benita Winston. And the costumes that they got for us were all authentic. Oh, wow. 60s and 70s, uh, well-to-do women's costumes. Wow. And they were just the most fabulous thing. I'm really into vintage clothing mm. anyway. So to get the opportunity to wear those clothes was just totally awesome. Fantastic. Chloe, do you have any costumes? Well, I haven't been in many shows, but I was just thinking actually back to when I lived in Edinburgh and I was um, in a a string trio, a piano trio. Yeah. Sorry. And we had a lot of corporate gigs. So we'd be on stage and we quite often went in costume for some reason, (laughs) (laughs) depending on the theme. Sometimes we worked with some circus artists. Yeah. Um, So there's one time when we were dressed (laughs) up as aliens. With a cellist on stilts, and yeah, I just played the keyboard dressed up as an alien. So, brilliant yeah. things you do for your art, exactly. Perfect, more money, <laughs> more cash, more importantly, than yeah, yeah. More <laughs> we've all been there, right? Okay, last year, just after the second lockdown, we introduced our Spotify musical theatre playlist. The idea was that we would set up the ultimate musical theatre playlist. Neil King and myself, uh, we set it up with 10 songs each. Now, these are songs that we've either performed in a show or have been in shows that we've been in or just something that really means something special to us. We put 10 in each because we wanted to get it started properly because you know, no one really wants to listen to a playlist with only two songs in it. Then every person who's been on the podcast since then has added their own song. So which songs would you like to add and why? Who wants to go first, Grania? Uh, I can. Now, I've chosen this song. There's no real deep, meaningful reason for it. Just, I absolutely love it. And that's El Tango de Roxanne from Moulin Rouge. Oh, fantastic. One of my favourite shows I did, actually, was with uh, the Manx Ops uh, doing West Side Story. And I was a dancer in it, a Puerto Rican dancer. And it was just, I'm not really a, a, a dancer myself. You know, I'm not a well-trained dancer and I started quite late so I was always kind of too old to do that but yeah El Tango de Roxanne I just think is it's just such a wicked fat track um, and I would love to be part of something like that you know mm. as a dance number I just think would be fabulous and when I play that song I just like it's got all the feels you know it gives me the, the goosebumps I just absolutely love it it's one of those songs that pops up as a tango on Strictly every now and again as well. It's always a good always mm. a good one. It's a fantastic it's song. It's so passionate. I love it. Yeah, great song. Laura? I think it's not really like um, an on-stage musical. I don't think yet. I think it might be coming soon. But I think I would want to put in from Hercules, I Won't Say I'm In Love. Oh, oh yeah. It's literally my favourite film. Like that, Even the whole film itself like got me really into doing classics at love school it, and I Disney. loved it. And I think I always just thought Meg was the absolute coolest because yeah. obviously you've got all these Disney princesses that are like, oh, you know, I need to be saved and oh, it's really nice. And she's just really sarcastic and not like that <laughs> at all. And I just thought she was my favourite sort of princess slash not princess. So, yeah, I think that song. And it's such a banger. Every song, in that, every song yeah. in that musical yeah. is a banger. So, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Chloe, what's your choice? Well, <laughs> uh, my favourite 
musical currently is The Book of Mormon. <sighs> and I went to see it a couple of years ago in London and absolutely loved it. And I'm going to go and see it in Liverpool in a couple of weeks' time. Marvellous. And taking my husband because it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I was just laughing all the way through. Uh, but I was having a little to listen to the soundtrack to see if any of them <laughs> were appropriate for this playlist and none of them are. So. <laughs> I, think, I think the only one that's possibly appropriate is hello at the very yes. start yeah yeah, I, yeah that would be safe yes so i thought well, no i better leave that um so instead i thought i'd go for the song that we just listened to over and over again um in the run-up to shrek and it is a beautiful song anyway and i'd certainly love to sing along with it and that's i i know it's today from shrek that was one your daughter sang that's right fantastic right okay well i think that brings us to the end ladies thank you very much so i wish you all the very best with once so the once then is at the gaiety theater then from the 31st of august through to the 3rd of september tickets are on sale now from villagaiety.com or by calling 600 555 sounds right to me sounds perfect right ladies we wish you all the very 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 best oh neil Um, like i said unfortunately i won't be able to get to see it but um i'm sure everyone else will so all the very best thank you you very much speak to you again soon you're listening to the Manx Theatre Podcast. The Douglas Choral Union held their auditions last weekend and have announced their cast for their 2023 production of Young Frankenstein. So the cast looks fantastic. As Dr. Frederick Frankenstein, we have Tony Eccles. Sue Tumman is playing the role of Elizabeth Benning. Leah Carter is taking on Inga. Frau Blucher will be played by Lisa Kreisky. Igor is David Lyons. The monster will be played by Jeff Pugh, Inspector Kemp, Mark Doherty, and the hermit, Mike Bonner. The show will be directed and staged by Scott St. Martin, with Liz Dixon as musical director, and runs at the Gaiety Theatre in February 2023. The Manx Operatic Society are gearing up to get ready for auditions for their 2023 production of Curtains. Character descriptions can be found on their Facebook page, and anyone who wants to register their interest to audition should email manxopsauditions at gmail.com. Auditions are scheduled for the 15th to the 17th of September, with pre-audition sing-throughs on the 24th, 25th and 26th of August, and the 7th, 8th and 14th of September. Don't forget that Centre Stage Productions are staging Greece at the Gaiety from the 24th of September through to the 1st of October, and Stage Door Entertainment are staging Elegies for Angels, Punks and Raging Queens at the Balcomine Studio Theatre from the 24th to 26th of November. Tickets are on sale now for both shows, and I'm sure we'll catch up with both groups before their shows are on. Well, with that, we bring episode 36 to a close. Thanks once again to Grania, Chloe and Laura for joining me on the podcast. And we wish them all and everyone at Three Legs Productions all the very best for once, which is directed by David Dawson and is running at the Gaiety Theatre from the 31st of August to the 3rd of September. If you haven't done so already, make sure to get your tickets now from villagaiety.com or by calling 600 555. Remember to like and follow our social media pages to get notifications of upcoming episodes and events. Don't forget to check out our Spotify playlist by searching for Manx Theatre Podcast, all one word. If you have any events that you'd like us to talk about or promote on a future episode, you can contact us through our social media accounts or by email to manxtheatrepodcast at gmail.com. All that remains to say is thanks for listening and I hope you join me again next time on the Manx Theatre Podcast. I've been Neil Callan. Goodbye. The Manx Theatre Podcast, taking a look behind the scenes of Manx Theatre. An actor's life for me.